All topics covered here are for conversational purposes only and do not constitute financial advice. Please contact Mulcane Co. to receive advice on all matters from one of our professionals. Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of the Financial Security 360 podcast. Uh, you're listening today to host Gavin Nash. Welcome along, guys. And today, in uh, over the phone, actually, um, I've got Matt Egan, who's a partner in our lending department here at Mulcane Co. Welcome along, Matt. Thanks, Gavin. Thanks for having me. Ah, great. Thanks for coming on, mate. I think it's really timely to get uh, someone from our lending department on at the moment because uh, we've seen quite a bit change in financial um, uh, markets, especially with interest rates and the RBA over the last couple of months. So thought coming into Christmas would be a great opportunity to get someone, an expert from our sort of lending loans and finance area, um, which, yeah, as, as, as I mentioned in the intro, Matt is a partner um, with Neil McCann in that area. So very, very experienced person in this area. So we thought we'd get Matt on the podcast today to have a bit of a chat. So thanks for coming on, Matt. No problem. Um, just wanted to start with, can you fill us in just from an ex, your expert point of view, just the current state of play, I suppose, with interest rates in Australia and explain what's happened with the RBA over the last few months? Well, as everybody's probably aware, plenty happening, uh, particularly over the last eight months with, with interest rate increases. Uh, I think we're, we're at eight months, eight consecutive months in a row now where the RBA ha- has risen interest rates to try and curve inflation. It's something that we, we haven't seen before. We, we've seen rate rises, you know, in years gone by, but never as aggressively and as frequently as, as what we're seeing now. So the cash rate, which is what the, the RBA bases their interest rates on, was sitting at 0.1% back in April, now sitting at 3.1% as of December. So effectively, we've had a, a 3% interest rate rise over the last eight months. Right. And when interest rates back in April, you know, if we're talking just a normal variable loan, you would have had something around about the, the low 2% figure. So we've actually gone up by 3% since April. So in most instances, those on a variable loan, their interest rates have over doubled during that time. Right. And, you know, we're just starting, you know, everyone's obviously in a different position, but you know, people are now starting to feel the pinch. And unfortunately, we probably haven't hit the, the peak of it yet. So, yeah, do you, uh, think, do you think those rates will continue to rise just um, slightly into the new year? It's probably still room in regards to recent commentary. There's still probably room for another couple more rate increases to come. Right. Uh, the, the next meet, next RBA meeting's in February, so they do give everyone they do give everyone a bit of relief in January. <laughs> but uh, they, they do meet back in Feb and you know, there, there is potentially room for maybe a couple more rises to come throughout the year. Yep. So, and, it, you know, we did speak about uh, with Warren actually and Neil on the podcast there a few months back about the rate rises as they were happening. And look, um, you know, Warren's comment was, you know, 0.1 of a percent um, is just so low, you know. Um, and as you say, getting home loans just under that 2% mark is you know ridiculously low in when you look at the history of home loans in Australia over a long period of time. So yes, it has gone up in that time, Matt. But um, I suppose in the fullness of time, with what interest rates have been in the past, we're, we're still in, in reasonable nick, really, even at three point one from the RBA. Yeah, it's a good point, Gavin. You'll you'll always hear of you know people of yesteryear saying, "Oh, I borrowed money at twenty percent, etc." So well, we've definitely seen. You know, much much higher rate rises 
previously. I remember my first home loan about probably 15 years ago now. I think I borrowed that around about six or seven percent. Right. But then the then the GFC came in, and uh, the rates went from six or seven to about, or well, I think it was about three and a half or four percent, and sort of stayed around that figure for a long time. Then they dropped further. And really no movement in variable rates for quite a long time. So, you know, borrowers have been used to borrowing cheap money. They're now starting to see the other end of it and what it means when, when things do start increasing. Um, and, you know, RBA do start raising those rights. They're now seeing the other end of it and, and what it actually means to them. And so that was going to be my next question. Like, what does it all mean for somebody with a home loan, Matt? Is it is it a matter of, okay, your home loan's going to start costing you a little bit more so you've got to think about the rest of your life and your spending and, and, and whatever. Is it as simple as that, Matt? Or, you know, what is it, the rate rises, you know, what do they actually mean for a home loan owner, uh, just the person out there with a home loan? Well, what it means to the, is really to the individual and what financial position they're in. You know, because rates have been so low, and particularly for those in Metro who have been locked up through lockdown over the last couple of years and haven't been spending money, you know, the majority of people are actually hitting their home loan repayments. They do have quite a good amount of money sitting in, in redraw or offsets. Yep. But you've also got the other end of the spectrum where you've had first homeowners entering the market and most of their money got you know, used or tied up in putting a deposit down on that home. So those people have only had their loan short times and haven't had you know, the time to build up their cash funds again. And they started being whacked with these interest payments, you know, pretty much from the start, from when they've settled. So, you know, that end of the spectrum, they're they're finding it quite tough. But yeah, if I get back to what I said before, is that we've had three percent increase since April. So, if you've got a home loan of seven hundred thousand, let's say, which in today's market, yeah, that, that's probably around about what an average home loan would be. Yeah, three percent on seven hundred thousand, that's twenty one grand a year. In, right. in, in interest payments. Just so, in the, you know, and that's start, an increase only uh, on top of what you were paying. Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. So if you start doing the math on that, then yeah, the, these are starting to creep up and starting to cause an issue for, for some people. Absolutely. And it was interesting you mentioned about people being ahead on their home loan. And um, another stat that I'd like to re- repeat from a p- previous podcast was that um, on average, the Australian average home loan, this is across everybody, so this is across some people that have had their home loan for you know 25 years and they're almost finished with it, um, but that they were quite a few months and even years ahead on their home loan. So, yeah, I suppose when you say people feeling the pinch, um, you, you may be more talking about those with a, a pretty new home loan, maybe a first home buyer or someone that, that's, that's borrowed um, very recently. But look, if someone's had their home loan in place for... 10 or 11 or 12 or 15 years, the chances are with all those rate reductions over time, you've actually got a head on head on some of your repayments. Yeah, and that's what I said. Look, a lot of who have had their home over a period of time, they, they, they are in front. But you know, those, those people who have had their home over a period of time, they're the ones that are likely to have multiple investment properties also, Gab. So their, okay. their yep. debt sizes are generally going to be higher than your traditional first homeowner. Yep, because they're carrying debt over two, three, four, or five properties. So obviously, the more debt you have, the more interest costs they're going to have. Uh, yeah, they, you try and counteract that by increasing some rents. But you know, there's so many protections now for tenants. We can only increase rent, you know, a certain amount of times 
Uh, I'm not sure what the exact rule is, but I know there's restrictions. You know, can increase that. I think it might be one time a year or a couple of times a year, but unfortunately, rent increases aren't covering the extra interest burden. No, and that's that, the that thing people that, have. Yeah, the interest rates are going up and their repayments going up every month at the moment. But uh, as you say, that they can't really raise rent. And also, raising the rent is dependent on the market too, isn't it, Matt? Like, you, know, you can't just go, oh, yeah, well, I'm just going to raise the rent. But if the landlord next door or the landlord down the road doesn't, uh, then all of a sudden your rental property becomes a lot more expensive looking than someone else's too. So you've got to balance all those things as a landlord too, don't you? That's right. And coupled with the fact that you've got to re-advertise the tenant, pay more letting fees, um, sometimes it's just not a viable option. Yep, absolutely. Um, so Matt, it's it's a good snapshot of, the, of what's going on at the moment. You know, like just to recap, sort of we've gone from that 0.1% back in April, we're up to 3.1%. RBA rate, which realistically, Matt, that three point one percent. What what are home loan rates sort of around at the moment? I know there's a it's always dependent on your situation, but sort of what could somebody get a home loan for at the moment with a rate? Well, if we factor in the recent rate increase that went through earlier this month, then traditionally on a variable loan, we're now probably at that sort of five percent figure. Whether that be a you know, somewhere just on the five, it might still be a high four nine, uh, but you should be around about that sort of five percent figure. Right. Uh, unfortunately, not a lot of people are though. Is the from what I'm seeing in conversations I'm having at the moment is there's a lot of people out there in the high five percent and six percent. I spoke with someone today who was paying six point nine, and that was prior to December's increase. So that's going to go to a low seven. Wow. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of people there who uh, are on much higher rates, but really, if you're looking to compare where you're at versus what you should be, you still you should be working off somewhere in a low five. That's on a variable rate. Go fixed rates are you know very different. Um, lenders have been smart with knowing what's coming with fixed rates. So a lot of people have been calling me to say, Matt. Yeah, maybe it's time we, we look to fix in, but yeah, most of those conversations are leaning towards still staying on a variable because you know two three year fixed rates, so you're paying the borrower is paying probably another one one and a half percent premium on top of what the current variable is right now. Right. So by the time you do the math on that, uh, most of those conversations are still leaning towards a variable loan. Probably what I am seeing recently is that. Those who do tend to fix are looking at generally a 12-month term, so just a short one-year option. Yep. Uh, lenders there sort of you know, discounted their one-year rates as opposed to the longer-term rates. And you know, those, those rates for a, a one-year fix, I was looking at again once a day, I think that was about 5.49 from memory. So it was about 0.25% more than what their variable rate was. We sort of looked at that and said, okay, well, we know there's probably more pain coming in the, in the variable rate market. So maybe if we lock in for 12 months, we know we're 0.25% higher now, but probably by February, March, that's going to be about level with the fixed. And then obviously anything further, any RBA rate rises on top of that, then the client's going to, to win and work out in their favour. And I suppose too, when you're talking about fixed rates, Matt, too, um, we often talk about, you know, you don't, you can split the loan too, can't you? So if you've got some debt, uh, you can sort of fix some of it uh, and not other, and not and leave the rest of it on variable. Is that still a viable option at the moment? 
that's still an option. So you don't, you don't have to necessarily fix in all of your loans. As you say, Gav, you can have combinations of fixed and variable. That might work for people who, you know, fixed rates can be limiting. So that might work for people who want to lock in a rate but also want to have the flexibility of paying more off. Then that's what their variable component can do. There is also some options where some lenders do have offset accounts for fixed rates. So they don't necessarily have strict limitations on how much extra you can pay off. Uh, offsets aren't traditionally available, so aren't traditionally available in fixed rates, but there's some lenders who do have that. But yeah, you don't need to fix in your loan fully. Uh, you can have combinations. Um, lots of different structures that can be implemented and, and discussed to come up with the right solution for someone. And I know um, it does bring us sort of full circle back to the use of a broker. And I, I think we do mention this a few times on the podcast in the past, but everything you're talking about there, Matt, with the options, um, all of that is dependent on your situation, uh, your income levels, how long you've been in your job, all that stuff, your current debt levels and credit history, etc. So quite often, um, you know, a bank, and I know you're a big advocate for this, Matt, as everyone is in the lending team here, but, you know, often the bank will just offer you, your, your bank will just offer you what they want to offer you. Um, so the idea of using a broker, um, like Mulcahy Co Lending, I suppose, is that you're going to get an expert, someone like yourself, Matt, to step you through that process, look at, you know, uh, eight or 10 or 20 different lenders and what they've got on offer at the moment. Um, and it's up to you guys to keep abreast of all that, Matt, rather than um, the customer. So yeah, I think the idea of Going to a broker to get that expert advice is, is really good advice to give. Well, it's funny you say that, Gav, because stats just came out on that recently where we're now at 71% of all home loans written in Australia are written through brokers. 71%? So that, that, that's that's, that's, that's 70, high, isn't We're at 71% now. Yeah. And that, that, that's been climbing and climbing. Like uh, I think earlier in the year, we're sitting around about that 60. We now hit the 70% milestone, and, and that will get to 90 in the next couple of years, that will get to 90%. So effectively, what we're saying is that in time, we expect nine out of 10 home loans to be written by a brokers rather than someone going to the, their own bank directly and trusting their own bank to, to look after them and go through that process with them. So stats don't lie there, do they, Gav? It no. just shows that uh, people are voting with their feet and they're wanting that independence of their own bank they're wanting that independent advice and as brokers we're bound by law to act in the client's best duty so whatever we do we have to document that we are acting in the best interest of the person that we're looking after and that's an interesting point because warren's made that before in the past at our geelong office about banks actually don't need to prove that they don't need to prove that they're working in the best interest of their client but as a broker, you have to, Matt. So I think the thing, the nice bit of, um, you know, peace of mind for any uh, clients out there looking for home loans is that if you engage a broker, you know, they have to prove during that process that they're doing the right thing by you. So there's absolutely no, uh, um, you know, sort of cloak and daggers going on anywhere. Um, we're purely working for the best result of our clients. And uh, we do say it quite a bit, Matt, on the podcast, but, you know, a bank's never going to tell you, when there's a better deal going, because uh, they're in the they're in the business of getting the, that interest from you. So, um, you know, whereas your broker is, your broker's on your side. Um, so it's like someone going into your corner and fighting for you um, um, up against these big sort of lending institutions. So 
it's definitely uh, 71% of all home loans in Australia being written by a broker. That's, that's, as you say, it's people voting with their feet, isn't it? That's correct, Gavin. As you said, the bank the banks aren't under the same guidelines of what we are under that, what we call best interest duty. So when we recommend a, a loan product to a client, it's actually documented in writing. There's multiple options that we are comparing for the client and it's all acting in their best interest, um, something they don't get from their own bank or something that their own bank is not required to do. It's a great point. So, no, I actually couldn't believe that when Warren first mentioned that to me a few months ago on the pod and you're mentioning it again now and you just it kind of almost, as a layperson in the street getting a home loan, sort of beggars belief why that is the case. But the good news about it is that if you're with a broker, um, you're going to be well protected. Just shows you why that 71% number keeps climbing because people have the faith and the trust that what we're doing is working for them. And as I said before, that they're getting that independence when they're when they're talking to us. Yep, perfect. Um, that's great, Matt. It's good good to get a just a snapshot on the on what's happening at the moment in the industry. Um, uh, and we've we, we've recapped that now, so that's great to get that from an expert, um, someone that's working on it every single day, Matt, as yourself and your lending team. Matt, can you give? A, I'm, I'm gonna. I've given you a, a question in in advance here, just to give us an example with some numbers of a current client and how kind of a recent refinance has saved them some money. Can you run through that for us? Well, the, what I'll say that the best one that we've achieved, which was uh, was a few months ago now, I'll give you a couple here because not everything's going to be as good as this outcome. But we actually had a scenario where. Uh, a client of mine had multiple loans with a, a second-tier lender. Those loans that he had was more of they were given to him for convenience. So what I mean by convenience is they were right. For, this wasn't a loan that we written ourselves, but they were given to him due to the circumstances they were in at the time. Um, so rather than a tradition, rather than not being able to take out a loan to a traditional bank, there were some options there to, to help the client through back then at that time in his life. But he had those loans for a couple of years, um, yeah, a couple of million dollars owing, had never missed a beat on his repayments, but just as these rates were rising, just needed to get a more competitive you know, lending option to him. So. So he sat down with me and we had a, we had a bit of a yak and you know we, we looked at how we could get this done and what bank would be the best option for him to get this done at. And the end result, yeah, we ended up saving him $40,000 per year in interest. And that's yeah, not that's huge. That's not $40,000 over the life of the term of the loan. That was actually per year on his interest. So he, he had a couple of million dollars owing, paying about a, a 3% premium. We were able to get into a, a normal bank and put that money back in his pocket. So, wow. and not everyone's going to not everyone's going to be that extreme. But just thought I'd share that that that's something that we have done recently. And if that's a win, probably that's, well, that's a massive win for that particular client. But as you say, look, not everyone owes a couple of million dollars on loans. But at the same time, um, probably because he'd been in that loan for a few years and his situation, personal situation, had changed. It's a great example to say if your situation has changed slightly or you've been pretty loyal to your loan, well, then there's a couple of years down the track, there's an opportunity to re-look re at it. That's correct. Uh, probably what we're seeing on a daily basis is, you know, we're saving clients 
usually between about $500 or more per month just by reviewing their rates. And what I mean by reviewing their rates is that you know, we, we have discussions with their current lender and put the asset on them to say, look, if, if you don't want to keep our business, then I've got a broker who's got 30 lenders who I'm sure can find me a better deal, yep. find me a better deal elsewhere. So we go back to the current lender and we put the asset on them and then we also compare that versus what's in the marketplace also. And again, it's about giving the client choice to say, this is what your current lender will provide and this is how that stacks up and compares in the market. So we can, we're obtaining these results, as I said, of 500 a month or more by you know, keeping your loan with your lender and just negotiating the rate with them, but also by completing refinances to other lenders also who have better options again available it's a good it's a good example because i think people think refinance means i've got to fill out six thousand forms it's going to be a pain Uh, matt's going to ask me for a million um, pay slips etc but sometimes a refinance yeah as you say is go back to your current lender or your broker can go back to your current lender on your behalf and just negotiate a better rate um so yeah it can be as simple as that correct it's what suits the client yeah, you know, the client can, you know, they might not have the time or might not want to do a refinance, um, so they would prefer to stay with their current lender, but we'll still provide them with options and what's out there also to give them an idea of how it compares. But other clients also, yeah, that they might be angry with their bank because they've been paying these rates. Quite often what we're finding sometimes is that the lender, the, the client has actually called the lender directly to obtain some better rates and haven't got any love from them. Yet, when the broker's involved, uh, we're finding that you know, we're, even though a client's called directly, we're able to get better rates because the bank all of a sudden knows that they're in competition. Yes. They're, 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 they're clients with a broker who can take them anywhere. So they will give a better rate in that instance. But sometimes that just annoys the client even more. So they say, well, wait a second, I tried to call you last time and this is all you gave me. Exactly. Or wait a second, I've been with you for so long, you've never proactively gone out of your way to do anything for me and now you're giving me this because I threatened to leave. So that tips the client the other way sometimes where they say, Matt, no, let's maybe get a refinance done and get me somewhere where we're going to be looked after. And that's probably important that I maybe just elaborate on what we do once we get you know, a transaction done for someone is that we actually have a review process where we catch up with the client to review their loan once it's in place. So it's a it's not a set and forget facility where here's the loan, thank you very much, um, nice to meet you. The service that us as brokers provide, which they won't get from their banks, which which catches up generally on an annual basis to discuss how the loan's going. Perfect. What interest rate are they paying? How does that compare? Can we get better for them? So our, our clients know that once they're with us, that we're always going to look after them and always be ensuring that they're going to get a, big, a good deal. It's worth considering just having you think about that for a moment in your in, for the listener in their own situation to say, how often does your bank ring you up and say, let's have a look at your home loan and see if we can save you some money? Like it just never, ever happens. Zero. So I think having a broker in your corner and someone that's an expert in the industry, as as you and your team are, Matt, to working in it in day in, day out to understand how it all works. So it's 
simple for the client, um, it's just so valuable. And as you say, it's saving people probably on that average of about $500 a month at the minute. On the odd occasion, you, you can save someone 40 grand a year, Matt, and um, and yet, uh, you've got a client for life. But I, I know the lending team are pretty good at um, you know, reviewing those every 12 months to make sure that the client, our clients are always in good nick. And it probably circles back to the the FS360, which is what we uh, named the podcast, Financial Security 360. So we've got all of our divisions kind of chipping away and working with you to make sure that you're getting the best financial result you can um, and get you to that financial security quicker. But um, now that's great, Matt. That's good to have a couple of examples and um, run us through exactly how all that, how all that works. Um, Matt, if, if we've got a listener... Uh, listening at the moment and they're like oh, this this sounds good to me i've got to get in touch with somebody um we have set up um a, a web form on our website so you just go to mulkay.com.au right on the top of the home page there we've got a review your home loan button um so any of our listeners can jump on there whether you're a client of mulkay and co or not um you could be a current client you just want to have a catch-up or you could just be someone new and you're listening to the podcast. So we have set that up um, to get in contact with Matt and his team. And we actually have got, obviously, our five officers around Australia. Um, but it doesn't really matter in Australia where you are, Matt, does it? We can still sort of help anyone in any state with their with their lending. Absolutely. They, we've got clients Australia-wide who we look after where we don't have offices in those locations. So in today's day and age, you know, a lot of meetings we'll have online via Microsoft Teams or Skype or Zoom, so it's video-based, uh, phone conversation. A lot of the lenders now have their applications are fully digital, so that assists with people who aren't directly in front of me sitting across from a desk, and they can upload pay slips and bank statements digitally for us. So it doesn't matter where your location is, whether you're a new client or existing of ours. As Gav said, there's a section on our website where you can leave your details and one of our team will contact you to discuss and review your lending for you. And we're not just talking home loans, Matt, are we? We've got um, opportunity for equipment finance, um, business finance. So it's a big wide range. Um, Obviously, under the loans and finance tab on the mulkay.com.au website, you can read about uh, all of those options, but look to get in contact about purely your home loan review that we talked about today, right on the homepage of mulkay.com.au, there's a free home loan review button. So jump on there and uh, have a bit of a look at that. But I um, just wanted to thank you, Matt, for coming on today. Matt Egan, um, partner in our loans and finance lending area. So um, thanks for coming on, Matt. Thanks for having me, Gavin. I hope this helped educate some listeners out there. And as we said, we're, we're here to help. So please go to our website, leave your details, and we will contact you and have some further discussions. And when we were setting this chat up, Matt, um, you mentioned to me on email that uh, it's probably the number one issue that people are facing at the moment is cost of living. So uh, we all keep hearing on the news about uh, gas prices, etc., Kind of the the big thing you're going to save money on is probably that home loan um, or re looking at re looking at your finance. So that's the thing that's probably going to save you the most money. So, um, really good time to have a look at it. Um, I know people love to use the Christmas period as a bit of a wind down and look at things. Um, so certainly put your details into the website there, and we'll get in contact so that we can get the wheels um, in motion before the Christmas break. Thanks again, Matt. Thanks for jumping on, and um, yeah, appreciate all your time. Fantastic. Thanks for having me, Gav. Thanks, Matt. All the best.
Okay, guys, we're at time for our win of the week segment on the podcast. Um, today, we're going to have a bit of a chat about uh, a project that our marketing team have just finished um, for Australian Catholic University, ACU. Um, it's entitled Basic Sign Language, and um, it's actually um, a, a ripping project um, for deaf um, people in the Solomon Islands uh, through ACU's involvements over there. So the idea is that there was very very little um, by way of um, posters or, or brochures or illustrations to help those with uh, hearing disabilities to learn sign language and understand sign language in the Solomon Islands. So, yeah, ACU um, was successful in getting a grant, which meant our marketing team worked on all the graphic design components. So it actually was about 450 uh, little illustrations of different words and letters and numbers and phrases using the Auslan um, as a base for those who are familiar with sign language. So there was 450 little illustrations that our talented Kate, the illustrator here at Mulcahy Co Marketing, uh, worked on. So thank you, Kate. And that was then transferred into a book of all the illustrations with descriptions and then also a series of 15 posters. So all that's being printed at the moment and will all land in the Solomon Islands in January 2023, all in full colour and uh, will make a huge difference to those children uh, in schools in the Solomon Islands suffering from hearing difficulties. So really, really nice um, project with a little bit of uh, social outcome that our marketing team just loved working on. So well done to the marketing guys um, and uh, the graphic design components and thank you to ACU for being a great client. It's win of the week for this week, guys. Just to finish up the episode this week, I also had something to communicate from our donation to the Fiona Elsie Cancer Research Institute here in Ballarat, Victoria. FECRI, as they're known, Fiona Elsie Cancer Research Institute, is um, has been running now for quite some time and uh, George is the, uh, the, the main doctor there and he's got a team of researchers there that are doing great work in the area of cancer research. So we do in-kind uh, support Fecri throughout the year with um, our marketing team doing graphic design, uh, work for all their different fundraising events, um, our accounting division doing bookkeeping and accounting for Fecri, uh, none of which we charge for. So it's all done in-kind to Fecri. And yeah, we love, our guys love working with Fecri. They're great people. And now just a really good thing to be involved in for our professional uh, team here at Mulcahy Co. But also um, Thursday night last week, Jamie Mulcahy uh, presented a $5,000 cash donation as well, in addition to our in-kind contributions throughout the year with our professional services. So um, that was presented to George here at the office uh, last Thursday. So a nice little Christmas uh, gift um, for Fiona Elsie Cancer Research Institute and to the yeah to the value of five thousand dollars from presented by our director here Jamie Mulcahy. So a little, just a little um, news item uh, feel good coming into Christmas that um, yeah Mulcahy Co uh, supporting uh, this kind of organisation and um, we're really happy to be part of it. So good luck to the Fecri guys. Uh, we'll see you on the next episode. You've been listening to the FS360 podcast brought to you by Mulcahy Co. Financial Security 360 is at the centre of what we do at Mulcahy Co. If you'd like to speak to one of our professionals about a range of individual and business needs, give us a call.